The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another video games to the max number 164 and well uh, I do want to say that partially the reason why it's been a month since we've done this show is Hurricane Irma basically made it to where for a week I didn't have power or be able to do anything else and then after that just schedule conflicts and uh, things like that so uh, but we are here, and Mark, how are you? I'm I'm all right. You should have been sitting in a, in a generator in your apartment, podcasting away the hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did have a generator, but it was like I'm in a a house with so many other people. It's open. The area yeah. we were sleeping in is open, and it's like anybody can walk in at any moment and. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you don't want the person that has no idea what you do and they walk and they go, hey, how you doing? And you just yep. keep talking and they have no idea. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. You just, hold, you just hold up a sign saying, I'm podcasting, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly the whole day. But uh, yeah, so thankfully uh, where I live uh, did not get hit too hard by the hurricane, so we're good. Actually, pretty much all of Florida skated the the bigger impact of it, but uh, gotta go, you know, just gotta say uh, my heart goes out to those in Mexico that keep getting hit by the earthquakes over and over. That's just awful stuff, but let's talk about, I guess, more cheery things, uh, and including the games that we have been playing for the past uh, month or so. <laughs> It's only been a month. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a lot, actually. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami on PS4. Uh, Windjammers on PS4. You grabbed that for me. Um, I picked up Nier Automata on Steam, and I like that. It's kind of weird. Uh, Escapist 2 is more Escapist. And I've been trying to play Divinity Originals then, too. And I got a Vita for free. <laughs> So how is uh, Divinity Original Sin 2? Is it? Uh, it's about as complicated as the first one. Like there's a lot of. It's a good, like it's like a good 21st century version of like Neverwinter Nights, like party centric RPG, but like environmental and like the environment interacts with with spells and stuff. So like you can create a rainstorm. Uh, covering a few enemies, and then you can cast lightning down, and because all the enemies are now wet, they all get shocked from it. Mm. Or you can like create, you can throw like an oil bar- barrel at an enemy. Uh, the ground will become oil covered, and then you can light the ground on fire with like a fire arrow, and all the enemies like 
get on fire. <laughs> and you can also teleport enemies into these things, so that's kind of fun. So you were telling me that the environment interacts with itself, basically. Yeah, like you can create rain in the game, like whenever you're, like you have a mage, and if you cast like an electricity spell after that, since enemies are not considered wet, they get shocked. Or you can create like an oil puddle on the ground, and it, you can it can shoot like a fire arrow into it, so the ground becomes like lit on fire, and then. Later on, you can just teleport enemies into the fire, so they get really screwed up. So how much have you done that, then? Because I, I would seem like I would just have a lot of fun just shooting arrows at the oil and wanting them to explode. Um, I've been playing about seven hours, so I'm not that far. Like it's, I have a feeling it's a long game. Um, the first one was long, too. Uh, it has some really... The writing is better than the first one for sure, but it has it still has some really quirky element like quirky in, uh, inventory stuff. Like every character has their own inventory, and then there's like an equip option and a inventory option, and it's like why aren't these two things just one thing, <laughs> or why is there four different inventories for characters? I mean, it makes sense because like. Oh, you want to have the archer have all the arrow crap, but it gets very tedious to go, okay, you pretty much play, pick one character to play with, or at least I do, and then I pick up everything with that one character. So every 10 minutes I have to go, okay, uh, have the, send all this warrior crap to him because I'm playing a mage character and hope for the best. <laughs> You're saying it's so you don't know much about the, does it like continue on from the story from the last game or is it? I think really? it takes. I think it's supposed to take place like hundreds of years after the last game. I didn't play the last game too much. Uh, it was a little too hardcore for my tastes. And I got a feeling this one's shaping up to be the, kind of the same thing. <laughs> but I have this to review now, so I should actually try to get through it as much as I can. <laughs> well, hopefully you enjoy it more than. You seem to the first one. That that was the same thing with me. Was I was sort of intrigued, but I kept looking at it and I was like, "Wow, this is a lot." <laughs> yeah, like I think it's a great game, I and mean, I think it's like the highest re- re- uh, reviewed game on the PC platform right now, currently, like for this year. Like wow. it's a like deep and unforgiving game, which there aren't too many of those out anymore. So I give it credit for that, but. It could do slightly easier trying to ease you into it. <laughs> and, like, the map system is insane, also. <laughs> so how does that work? Uh, like, you just have a map, which is fine, but every time you get... If you get a bunch of side quests and stuff, and even if you complete the quest, the marker stays on the map. So you just have to remember to take, like... To cycle through all these markers that don't make... Like, I already talked to this guy and completed his quest, like... The marker can go away now. Like it's it's fine. <laughs> that seems like something they could just change with a patch, though. Like just yeah, you'd think, <laughs> but they haven't yet. <laughs> Probably, uh, and not enough people have complained yet, or something. That seems really annoying. Like if I'm completing a quest, I don't want to see the marker for the same quest I just completed. I mean, it's like because if you 
go a while without playing. Like, let's say you go a whole day, you might forget that, oh, crap, I already did that quest. Yeah, or it's like, I already talked to this Griff guy. Like, I don't need to talk. Like, he's not going to tell me anything more I need. Like, right, all yeah. he's going to do is sell me stuff. Like, it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, good game, good writing. And, like, better char- a lot better characters in the first one, at least, too. Well, that's a plus, and the first one was one of the highest-rated games on PC as well, so no surprise yeah. that this one is, too. This one came straight onto the consoles from day one, right, or is it... No, it's PC for now. It'll come to consoles, I assume, eventually. Ah. That console one, it is, like, weirdly priced on, cons- on consoles, because I think it was on sale a few weeks ago for, like, 15 bucks on PSN. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I, I mean, I already have it for PC, so I'm gonna buy it. But that's fine. But I think at GameStop it's like 35 bucks for a used copy. And it's like, uh, no, you know, <laughs> what's the price like regularly? Sixty. I mean, uh, not anymore. Right. Because <laughs> it's you know a few years old. I, I would assume it's just like forty, maybe even like twenty. It's probably one of those like where the physical copy was limited or something yeah they... well, there's no there's no uh new copies on amazon but a new copy for xbox one is uh 20 it's not bad yeah but yeah good game yeah there's always gotta be that markup you know yeah but uh yeah so anything else uh, Windjammers is fine. Uh, there's no one playing it online. So. That's not surprising. Trying to write an, a review for a game that should be dominated by online players, but the only time people ever play it as online is when Giant Bomb or Xavier Woods say, I'm playing Windjammers, get online. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, seems like it was made sort of for that crowd, too. Like, hey, we're just happening to be. Putting this on PS4. Hope someone plays it. Yeah. Uh, the other two games I'll talk about are Escapist 2, because I, I was forced to, forced to review then Offer Adam. Uh, I, I don't like that game. Like, <laughs> I I can recognize it's a good game, and it, like it's popular, and it appeals to a certain crowd, but I get nothing out of it. I don't know how to play it well at all. Uh, I find the mechanics to be really frustrating, and I I just don't like it. Like I'm supposed to write a review, and it's not going to be a review because I even told them like I don't know how to review this game since I it does nothing for me. <laughs> so did they add anything different from the first game to? Well. I think the first game played it a little more straight with, like, the prison system. Like, you're just in a prison. like Or, you know, right. you pick different prisons, and they're all different layers and stuff. This one, uh, there's only, like, six prisons available at the start. And they're all, like, except, for, like, one is pretty normal. And then one is, like, you're on, a, you're on a moving train. And you have to escape before the train reaches, the des- like, the destination of the whatever. Another one is, like... You're in, you're in like a work camp, uh, and a few of them, like I haven't unlocked them yet, but one is uh, like a future prison, and one is you're like a prisoner in space. 
Okay. Yeah. So how would you how do you get out of that? I don't I don't know. I haven't unlocked it yet. Uh, you have to like escape all the other ones first to get like access to it. But like there's like a whole crafting system where it's like oh if you take a sock and a bar of soap you can combine it into like a you know a, a, a sock mace or something. But nothing in the game like there's one there's like one menu for how to, like to show you what you can craft. But the game should tell you, like, yo, you have a sock and a bar of soap in an inventory. You can create this mace. Like, you shouldn't have to look that up. And it should, like, light up in the menu or something. Like, you have these you have these inventory items in your possession. You can create this type of stuff right now. Like, So does it have you just do trial and error? Or yeah. Or is it not even any? Yeah. It's trial and error. And, or you have to, like, look, like... Each each crafting menu because there are different levels of crafting like for based on your intelligence like the more intelligent you are the more craft you can craft but it's, right, it's right. separated by like 30 40 50 60 70 knowledge rating but once you hit 60 it's not like once you hit 60 there's like 25 or 30 things that display in the menu and you have to like there's no search or anything so you have to go oh I want to create a you know a bedroom dump like a uh, bed dummy like how do i like what where is this thing i need to create and how do i do it like there's no search at all so yeah it is kind of trial and error so it doesn't let you say okay select the thing you want to create and then tell you if you have the items or not i mean if if you can if you can find it then it does tell you like you need two pillows and a blanket but you have to actually find it first and you're hunting these very small square, like square-looking icons for it, and you're not even sure which uh, like menu it's in in under. So it can just get like tedious after a while. So the menu system is not. No, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. So it, and that's the thing. If you're going to have a crafting system, and that's going to be the main part of your game, that should the be menu better. Menu system has <laughs> to be. Much more understandable, you know, easy to understand, easy to navigate, easy yeah. to figure out how you make this item. I've I've been playing on PC also, and a few times, like after, like if I close the game and reload it, like after you know it gets on playing for a while, the crashing menu will be bugged out, hmm. which is more fun. So, Lord, that seems like a bigger ordeal, but. <sighs> that sucks to hear you're not in uh, enjoying something you have to review. Those are the worst. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you find things to write about because those those are when you're not having fun with something. It's it's the worst thing to to have to sit there and write about. But uh, the uh, final thing is uh, Yakuza Kiwami. I I also didn't like that too much. <laughs> I remember you talked about that the last time. Uh, we yeah, I, I I got way further into it. Like I'm, I didn't, I didn't beat it yet. I'm just I don't really care to. Uh, but the battling is just not fun, and it's just a complete absence of stuff to do, which is a bummer. That's weird that it's not fun, isn't it? Based off of the Yakuza Zero battle system. Yeah, but. Uh, like you play as Kiryu in this game only, uh, and he uh, like his fighting system is not fun at all. He's yeah, like his gets kind of boring after a while. 
Yeah, it's very slow. Uh, he has like three main fighting styles. Uh, one is slow and good. Uh, one is kind of passable, and like his quick style sucks. <laughs> yeah, you either have to do the. I guess I was used to pink one. Yeah, that's the quick one. I I never like that one. The well, I thought the blue one was even faster, but maybe that's in zero. And then he has that bear one. That's the one I always use. Yeah. I use that because, yeah, but, yeah, but you can pick up weapons quickly. And I always like chucking, like hitting people with bikes. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, getting to throw stuff at them is, is one of the fun things. But, yeah, that's kind of disappointing to hear that they went through all this to bring it over and remaster it sort of. And then it's not that fun. Well, you don't play as go- you don't play as Majima at all. Uh, he's like a, actually like an enemy in the game, and you know those Mister Shakedown guys from Yakuza Zero. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. basically like he's basically like that. Like he pops up constantly, and you have to like keep fighting him, like over and over. Uh, that's where some of the fun actually comes in because some of it's really goofy in a, like a pretty funny way. Like one is like he's a taxi driver, <laughs> and like. Or, like, one is you go on a hostess date, but he's a hostess. He's, like, in drag. <laughs> That's a crazy uh, And another is, like, he, he stages, like, a zombie invasion, or he's, like, just in zombie makeup, and you're, like, running you're running all away from him, and then you have to keep fighting him. Uh. Uh, like, that's fun, but, like, they took out so many of the side activities in the game, and they didn't replace them with anything else. So, like, walking around the town feels, like, really empty. Ah, that's like, the best like, part is walking around the town and doing stuff. Yeah, like, there's uh, there's the two arcades in Camaracho, I think that's what they call it, the city. The two Sega arcades, like, just like in Yakuza Zero, and there's no arcade game, games in them. That's there's just, weird. like, a, a claw game, uh, this photo booth that's really dumb. And this, like, weird, like, the wrestling game from Yakuza Zero. I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh, the one with the girls and the... Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. basically, it's the same thing, except now they're dressed up as, like, beetles and bugs. But it's still, like, playing rock, paper, scissors. And that's it. And it's, like, why are these arcades here if you can't do anything in them? <laughs> that's disappointing. Like, it's the same map as Yakuza Zero, or... Except for, like, they added, like, the big building in, in it, and they changed it, like, a tad, but... Like, it's a $30 game, and Yakuza, Yakuza Zero was 60 but Yakuza Zero also had, like, at least double the content, so it's it's worth yeah, that. That's what you pay for. Yeah, like, it's double the game, at least, so if you're gonna get a Yakuza game, get that one instead. Yeah, certainly. If this is your... If you haven't played a Yakuza game, don't start with this one. Just no zero. Even I, I played Yakuza Zero, and, it's, and I still had to look up crap in this game, like how to equip a, a weapon, because, because the game didn't tell me. Yeah, it seems like that's really that's bad design. Yeah, it should tell you how to pick up a, a weapon. You shouldn't have to guess. Yeah, but and uh, go ahead. And I got a Vita. That's about it. <laughs> Anything on the Vita? Uh, there's Burnout Dominator, the PSP game. 
Uh, I think Lego Harry Potter. I want to say that may be PSP also, and an Earth Defense game. Sounds so, you know, like I'm all, a wonderful lineup there. Well, I got it for free, so I can't complain. <laughs> you got a memory card for it yet? Just 8 gigabytes. It was came included. Ah, okay, okay. Like, that's... I, I would say, like, that's one of the biggest reasons Vita failed, is that memory card system sucks. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, they... I'm so glad that Nintendo, starting with the 3DS, realized that you don't need to have a proprietary Nintendo card. Just go get whatever memory card's out there, put whatever memory you want on there that up to whatever it supports, and you don't have to pay a ridiculous price. I mean, yeah, but the PSP had a regular memory card slot. I think it was SD or maybe like Sony memory, but still, like that's you know you can go to any store and buy that. Like right. Not some like super proprietary bullshit. <laughs> I think they thought they thought the Vita would just sell like hotcakes, and no one would really care about the fact that you couldn't really buy a third-party memory card. And then when you're sitting there, and yes, there are really good games for it, uh, and you have the crossplay and all that stuff. It's not saying the Vita is bad. Just that's one of those things that when you're trying to it's basically like deciding, okay, do I want a game, or do I do I want to buy? Do I have to go buy this more expensive memory card instead, and then yeah. start buying games? And you know, because the especially now, physical versions of these games are becoming more and more scarce. Yep. Uh, so you have to buy everything digitally. So it means you have to have the bigger memory cards. And I mean, yeah, you can delete stuff you're not playing, but seems like a hassle. Yeah, I, this Vita also is like on a super old firmware, so I'm really trying to decide if I should like update it normally or like just hack the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I would think that update would be good for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but apparently there's some some weird uh, memory card adapter that just takes SD card, like micro SD cards. If it's hacked. Ah. Well, I mean, if you can figure it out, I guess why not? Yeah. But that's about but it for will me. will it keep it from updating regularly if you do that then? Or? Yeah, but it's not like updates are coming for the for the Vita anyway. I mean. <laughs> that's true. But couldn't you just go ahead and update it to whatever the latest thing and then hack it? No, it's... Uh, I looked it up. The latest firmware is 3.65, and you can't downgrade it. And the hacked firmware is like 3.60. So there is kind of a limit there, Hmm. which is fine. I mean, you know, do what you do, but I'm just not quite sure, like, what's the advantage versus disadvantage of each thing. (laughs) Just want to say that we do not... uh... We do not uh, endorse hacking of any kind here. We are just talking. Uh, oh, I do, but... Whatever <laughs> Mark decides to do on his own personal time. Uh, like, I'm not going to but... be... Like, I don't think there's, like, a big piracy sound in the Vita, though. Like, yeah. this will just feel like for, like, old emulation or just kind of screwing around. <laughs> yeah, for I mean, you're not doing anything, like, crazy with it, so... We're getting that, that like, memory card adapter to work. <laughs> Yeah, you're you still bought your memory card, and you still bought this memory card adapter, so it's not 
Not like you're just tacking into the game memory or something. Yeah. But, but. uh, yeah. go ahead. Anything oh. else? No, that's about it for me. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things, and, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, the Sony had their uh, Tokyo Game Show press conference. One of the things announced in it was that Final Fantasy IX was out uh, that day. Uh, I got it last night. It's the port of the PC version, which I also have. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's why I asked you like a few hours ago when you said you were playing it. I was like, don't you already have this? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I do, but it uh, it's so much easier to have it on my PS4, and then I can still do stuff on my computer. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy IX. It's nice. It's, uh, the characters look much better in... Uh, HD form, and you can see the backgrounds a tad better. It's still, you know, still PS1 graphics. So, but that's probably my second favorite Final Fantasy. So it's nice, and you got a cool like hand-drawn theme. And now I play the Final Fantasy IX song when I boot up my PS4. So that's nice. Uh, the there's like three games uh, that I'm playing. Two of them are for review, and then one of them I bought myself, which will wind up being a review at some point. Uh, Samurai Kagura Peach Beach Splash, which is uh, basically... It, it is them doing some kind of special tournament thing, and it turns into a water gun game. Uh, I, 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 I saw... I saw a trailer because I was asked to review that for a different site, and I, my response was, "This looks like a ghetto Splatoon." <laughs> basically, is what it is. Yeah, you don't have the inking or anything like that. You're basically just shoot. It's basically like a shooter, but it's water guns instead of, uh, you know, bullets. And it's basically just multiplayer. It's uh, not multiplayer. You can you can use do the multiplayer. There's a multiplayer. Uh, where you can play online and stuff like that, but the single-player mode actually has a story mode, and you pick between the four different, um, oh god, what do you call it? the four different families, which have all the you know the different girls uh, in the separate families. The if you watch the anime, the Hanzo family are the main characters of that anime, and then you get to see some of the other ones uh, throughout that. Uh, but yeah, I mean. For to be fair, like as much as you know, they get a lot of crap, and I'll get into the why they get a lot of crap in a little second. But to be fair, most every time they've done one of these where they bring this series out and they bring out a game for it, it's actually okay. Like the fighting, the the Musu style Dynasty Warriors take on it, the Estival Versus, which is on PS4 and PC, is actually a pretty good Dynasty Warriors game. Uh, the music game that got released on PC, which I don't remember what it's called now, is actually a pretty decent music game, uh, rhythm game, but you use the controller, you don't have a peripheral. Uh, this is okay. It's not... Don't expect to have any high-level... Uh, you know, depth here. There's like a card game thing to it where you can pick uh, your special abilities to these cards that you unlock when you complete a level. And each one of the families has like a 10 
uh, mission story mode that you can do, and there's like a little bits of story in between the missions and stuff. Uh, and then, other than multiplayer, that's about it. You, the The worst part is every one of these games has a dress up thing that you can you can play with and mess with their um their attire and stuff like that. And of course, you unlock different attires. You can also uh, there's DLC for attires. Uh, but the, and I don't remember this being in the other games. Uh, obviously the music game had its own ways to kind of be exploitative, but this is just, I don't know. I, look, I don't, I don't want to get into the whole, like, uh, you know, oh, I, I try to, I, you know, as a person who watches anime and, and loves Japanese culture, I try to understand this stuff as much as I can, but you gotta be, if you have kids, if for some reason you buy this game, which this is another thing, I don't know why somebody would buy this, but if you're buying this game just, and you have kids and or a wife, not a game you want to play around them at all, because if you get into the dress-up part, they, there's a section where you, they allow you to pretty much do whatever you want to them, groping them and grabbing their boobs and stuff, and they act all embarrassed sort of not so it's yeah. weird but <laughs> yeah now, now i gotta start playing uh the gal gun series <laughs> yeah but uh, aside from that uh, i've also been uh playing the warriors all-stars game which is basically the it's all the characters from koi tecmo's history uh and team ninja in one not all of them, obviously the ones from DOA, you don't have all the characters, but you have most of the main characters, like Ayane and uh, Kasumi, and, uh, you know, Ryu from Ninja Gaiden is in here, uh, it goes up to Neo, the main character, I forgot his name, William uh, from Neo, I think is the most recent guy that's in this, uh, but yeah, it, it's a Musu game, pretty much, so if you played any other freaking Musu game, uh, Dynasty Warriors game, it's like that. Uh, it's it's cool to have that team up, I guess. And uh, like I use Ryu, Ayane, and uh, William. And you can pick. I think the whoever you pick as the main character, they have their own set of their set side person. And then you get to pick a set a, a third character. And then as you expand through the missions, you can unlock two more characters you can add to your party. And you can have five people in your party. And, yeah, I mean, if you like those games, this is another one of those, like, you really can't go wrong with. And, and having all those characters in one game is it's pretty good. So, Yo, what uh, about Lu Bu, man? I don't know if you, you probably do unlock Lu Bu, but I haven't gotten to him yet. So <laughs> That's the extent of my Dynasty Warriors knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I have... Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids for the Switch, which this is one of, I think, one of the best games on the Switch, one of our favorite games on the Switch. I'm not a big, uh, you know, I like Fire Emblem fair enough, and I like strategy RPGs here and there, uh, but this is, actually, it, it gets hard, even for a Mario title, uh, so... If you're a strategy game person, I think you'll definitely enjoy this. And then it like has just the Mario parts of it where you can run around the open world and go through different uh, like pipes and tunnels. And uh, you get to the red coin thing, 
if you want, where it'll hide the red coins in that area, and you can go find them, and you have a certain amount of time, and you get unlock stuff. I mean, uh, the yeah, you just have to keep leveling up, and you there's a whole not a crafting, but like an unlock system where you can keep buying weapons and stuff and keep upgrading them and uh the rabbits are really funny i i enjoy the them with their you know they don't talk but they they have their own little ways of communicating and just i only have the peach and luigi uh, i'm still kind of pretty early i'm in like still in world one but there's various like sections of it kind of like the mario game where it's like one five one six Whatever, and then once you complete that, you get a different, uh, like you can unlock, you can't jump, but you can use your other character to jump, and you can unlock other other abilities as you go on through the, the world. It's, like, seriously, I think it's definitely, if you're a strategy game person, and even if you like Mario and you're willing to kind of just try something new with Mario being there, uh, I definitely think you should check it out. I thought Ubisoft did a great job. Uh, on this, yeah, I watched a uh, review of the game, and they said that their two complaints were uh, they didn't like the like non-battle section at all, which I thought was interesting uh, because it's just like a, it's just kind of empty. I don't know if you if you yeah, feel that way or not. It, it, I mean, you'll see uh, funny stuff with the rabbits just doing random stuff, or or kind of. You'll see some jokes here and there that you can kind of tell what's going on, and they have like a museum and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's not it's not full. It doesn't feel lived in or yeah. And the other complaint I saw was like, unlike XCOM, the battles aren't randomized. No, yeah, they are definitely there are battles that uh, are not like part of the story that you can do just to level up and stuff but no no like oh go on no they're set like you walk through a certain area and there's gonna be a battle like and there's really not a way to avoid it either no like more more they were talking about this like it like let's say you do a battle and you fail if you restart the battle like the enemy takes the same moves over and over like so you can kind of break the ai that way oh they're like there's a pattern yeah yeah, I haven't had to restart a battle yet. I've gotten really close where I've almost yeah. had all my characters die. I, and that will happen frequently, let me tell you. you yeah. Like, you need to come in prepared and kind of do have a strategy and know what you're doing because they can't. They will come and, and kill you if you don't. So that's what I do appreciate. They didn't dumb this down for being on Nintendo system. This, this no, feels I mean- like a strategy game. Yeah, it's a, it's essentially, I mean, this is going to sound pejorative, but it's not really meant to, but it's like baby's first XCOM. Like, yeah, if you yeah. like this one, get into XCOM. <laughs> right, it's probably like, you know, halfway between how hard XCOM is and how hard it just, you know, being at the beginner level of something is. Yeah. yeah. And they like... The only other game I talked about, I haven't played it, is, like, I want to play that Marvel vs. Capcom game. <laughs> that looks interesting. I heard the story's not good, though. Yeah, the, the story looks bad, and everything else in the game looks kind of bad except for the fighting, but I'm still morbidly curious. That like, sucks, though. 
I, I saw the video. I saw videos, and the game just has. It looks like it has like no personality whatsoever. Like, which is a bummer. <laughs> that really is a bummer because, like, that's what I was sort of intrigued by: is will, will the story be good? And like, no, I like thing, fighting I, enough, but like, I wasn't. I'm not the biggest like fan of Marvel's Capcom Three. Like, I think it was a good game, but like the like the menus were good or like animating between like this looks like a comic book. Like that's cool looking. This is like black background and gray text boxes. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is the most like placeholder shit in the world, guys. Come on. <laughs> like it's better than like Street Fighter five, but that's not saying much. <laughs> that makes me sad. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to play that Dragon Ball Z game. <laughs> when does that come out? I think next year, maybe. It might be this year, though. I can look I it up. I think it's but... next year, but... Probably, like, spring next year or something. Oh, no. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, February. The, okay. But that's still pretty soon. I mean, it's... Yeah, because they than... just announced it, what, at E3, and then it's already c- coming out soon. Yeah. That's, that's pretty quick. They'll have to battle with uh, Far Cry 5, but they'll be fine. Don't worry, anime fans and white supremacists are same ball- same bar- ballpark. <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't want to get in trouble with that, but yeah, that, that story, whenever that game comes out, you know there's going to be a lot of people. Uh, yeah, making that comparison, but yeah, let's uh, get into there. There's plenty of stuff to talk about since it's been a month since uh, we've done this. Uh, Nintendo has had two directs in that t- in that time, and of course, Sony has their TGS uh, press conference that they did as well. That we'll uh, get into here. The co- the things that they announced which some VR stuff uh, for for this as well but they the, the big thing is that Square Enix is making another it's in the ecosystem but it's not being called front mission it's called uh, left alive it takes place between front mission 5 and another one of their front mission games and that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I like Front Mission. I'm not the biggest uh, huge fan of it, but I like the fact that they're sort of bringing this uh, back. It, it's um, between the fifth game and Front Mission Evolved. And it's set in 2127. There's three playable characters. Uh, the story basically bounces around between the three of them. And yeah, there, there's mechs and weapon crafting and all that sort of thing. Are you interested? I, no, well, partially because I never, I didn't know it was like related to Front Mission. I thought it, like what I read it was supposed to be like a, like a they're taking like a Metal Gear game because like, it has the artist from Metal Gear and like it has the director from Armored Core. Uh, yeah, and the tra- the trailer looks like dude with machine gun. Or assault rifle gunning down mechs. <laughs> so that looked awesome. I guess, by the way, I, I guess we will see. 
Yeah, I'm. I will be keeping an eye on this. Uh, they, they, it's funny because Tabata did say uh, that they. I they. I think they just had an interview with um, the guy that's involved with Armored Core, saying he'd love to make another sort of Armored Core game, and then uh, here they are uh, making this. So. Yeah, and then Dark, and then uh, Dark Souls happened, and Demon Souls, so they're never making an Armored Core game again. <laughs> Let's hope not. That'd be nice to see that franchise come back. Monster Hunter World is coming out not too far away. January 26, 2018. So you'll be getting to play that quick. Of course, it's uh, for PS4. If you get the digital deluxe edition, you'll get uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like... Uh, back or uh, steel book and b- a book of art and soundtrack and all the usual crap. <laughs> and they just started pre-orders uh, this week, so you know you can go ahead and pre. Are you interested in this at all? I'm sort of just because of the the graphics look awesome and just being able to see those characters in. I guess I'd give it a shot. Like I never played a Monster Hunter game before, um, but I, I've heard like this is supposed to be a somewhat more approachable one. So, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be more like an RPG and less full-on Monster Hunter-y. So. I mean, that's a franchise keeping Capcom alive at this point, but. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to see one of these on Switch, whether it's the Stories one or. I want to, or this one kind of with, you know, not as great graphics would be nice to see just because I feel like that I'm used to them being on 3DS and I, I played one of them on 3DS and it was fine. It's just, it was so obtuse. There's a lot of stuff in there. Wasn't one of them on the Wii U? Yes. One of them was on the Wii and there's also another on the Wii U. Yeah. The, uh, of course, the the Zone of Enders, the second game, is getting remastered and it's going to have VR support. So, hey, you can be in a big robot-ish thing, mech, and fly to there in VR. That's pretty cool. The hot new game for, from Konami. <laughs> I liked Zone. Of, I thought Zone of the Enders two was better than the first one. I liked both of them, but it wasn't something that, like, I was like, oh, this was the, you know, something that I'm just loving to play again. Yeah. Noct is going to be in Final Fantasy uh, NT, which I think everybody pretty much expected that they were not going to make that game without Noct being in, without Noct being there. Uh, Dragon's Crown is coming to PS4. Another game that I liked well enough on PS3. I don't know if I'll buy it again. I never played it. I just I've heard it's like really strange. <laughs> it's a it's like a beat 'em up that also has like RPG elements and stuff like that. It's made by the same people that made Odin Sphere. Okay. So it has that kind of design. It has really really good art style and everything else. 
Uh, of course, the also the the thing that people noticed the most was the um, the wizard chick with the the boobs hanging out. But I, she, you know, they all the characters are actually really good and everything. It's just I don't know. I got kind of got bored with it after a while, but it's good to play through once. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there was a bunch of VR stuff, as well as a cat collecting sim. Because why not? You know, uh, this is apparently one of the biggest franchises in Japan, and so you should bring it to VR. Uh, are, are you interested in this musical festival thing? It has uh, music from Gravity Rush. No, because like that does kind of the music kind of does nothing for me from Gravity Rush, and also like their VR, Sony's VR initiative seems to have kind of flatlined. I think, or it doesn't it's, seem like as like VR as a like VR as a whole doesn't seem like as important as it should be, or like as vibrant or out there. <laughs> it's so weird because it's like they have games come out every week for that thing. Yeah, and they just—I think it was Riggs that was the first one to finally be on PS Plus. And I, don't know. I know there's good stuff for it. Like you know, Daniel will tell me that he's been playing this game and it's been really good and everything. It's just the whole setup of the thing seems very annoying, and it's like unless you have two P two VR two PS fours and one of them is solely for PSVR, where you don't have to yeah. mess with it at all, maybe. Yeah. But it, but it's still, you're still asking people to pay four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for something, and yeah. I, I'm not saying that it's hanging on by a thread because obviously what Oculus and Vive are doing is, uh, you know, going on pretty well, but they are certainly not hyping up the the VR component much at all no not at all yeah i it's good that they're making games for it and that people are making games for it but it seems like sony itself i think is understanding that okay great this sells but it's obviously it's still not our it's not our main direction and it's not going to be yeah uh the I think that's it for Sony. They they had an interesting conference. I mean, some of that stuff we don't even know if it's going to come over here or not. But still, good to see that some of these things got release dates and you know got Final Fantasy Nine on PS4 out of it. So not not going to complain uh, much there. Nintendo also had a direct, which was full of stuff. Xenoblade Chronicles Two has a release date December first of this year. Good God. As if, you know, not that I'm going to, but if for some reason you are going to buy Skyrim on the Switch and you wanted to play, put, you know, a bunch of hours into that on November 17th, and less than a month after that, here comes Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to take your life away with a 200-hour game uh, as well. I love Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, I I have the first game on, on the 3DS and then... Uh, the second, obviously, I don't have a Wii U, so I can't play the the other ones anymore. But it's uh, other than the weird British voice acting, I love the world and I love the fact that you can just walk around, and you see all these, you know, mech things and just 
all that. Uh, so I'm happy it's being made, but just, God, I wouldn't have a problem if it got moved into later in 2018. There's a lot to play still. Uh, yeah. And you still got Super Mario Odyssey coming next month. I mean, yep. that's... Have fun with that. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to play that game. That's going to be oh, so good. All that Stop showing transformations, though. Like... It's cool. It's a cool thing. Just stop showing it, because then I feel like I'm, we're gonna see them all. No, I think this game's gonna have like hundreds of stuff. So maybe not, but yeah, it's just still they they showed a lot of Mario Odyssey. She kept showing worlds for it, which is uh, it's awesome how many worlds they have for this thing. Uh, this is definitely going to be. Uh, this this is going to be in huge numbers for uh, the Switch. If yeah. you didn't buy a Switch already, people are going to be in droves during the holidays trying to find find one of these. Uh, the biggest surprise, I think, is that Doom and Wolfenstein 2 are coming to the Switch. I didn't expect Wolfenstein 2. I thought they would kind of continue with their let's bring out the old games and you might get Wolfenstein 1 and the old blood first. And no, they just went ahead and straight for Wolfenstein 2, which is coming in 2018. Uh, Doom is actually going to come out this year, and it looks really good. I mean, obviously, it's going to be not but, as good as the PS4 and Xbox One version, but. Yeah, man, it's missing Snap Map. Fuck the Switch version. <laughs> yeah, Snap Map. Uh, that's still cool that they got that on there, though. So I'm, I'm, uh, I am continue to be impressed by what is getting on the Switch and how much support it is starting to get. Obviously, when you keep, be, you know, being the highest-selling console month after month, uh, beating PS4 finally, that's that's going to raise, you know, people's alerts. I don't understand Capcom, though, saying that they're waiting, even though Super Street Fighter at $40 sold a bunch. They're now waiting for what's the game that's about to come out or has come out for the Switch that now they're waiting for that to do well. Like uh, Bandai Namco's hesitant. It is trying to judge how Xenoverse 2 does on the Switch before they come out with the new that new uh, Dragon Ball Z game they're making that you were talking about. They don't want to put that yeah. on the Switch yet until Xenoverse 2 sells well. It's like Really? You guys are expecting a, a game to come out almost a year ago, all of a sudden to set the Switch on fire? I think that's kind of unfair, but, you know. Did you How see do that? you feel about that? Like, using an old game that's a year old to say, okay, if this game doesn't sell well, we're not bringing something else to it. That... I mean, that was EA's playback last year, or last generation, like the Wii U. It's like, Mass Effect 3 didn't sell well. I was like, no shit. <laughs> it's, I was already a year like a year old after the fact. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're hedging their bets. It's kind of a shame, but every com- like every company does it once in a while. <laughs> I, I can Capcom- understand EA with FIFA right now because that's still kind of coming out in the same time frame as the other ones, but I don't know. This seems weird for them to do 
Did you see that, uh, speaking of the Switch, did you see that Reggie said a few days ago that they quote-unquote over-delivered on the Switch at launch? Yeah, I saw that. That's, it's What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he's saying that they should have sold, they should have had less stock, and because they had more stock than they yeah. had initially anticipated, it's such a PR thing, like. Well, Why even say that, honestly? Th- this is going to tie into something else. You said a few weeks ago, I think, like, about the SNES Classic. Like, don't buy, you know, don't buy scalpers, like, $200 consoles or whatever they're going to sell it for. Like, don't worry. We're going to have plenty at launch and plenty through the year. And I'm just th- I thought to myself, like, dude, like, you have no cachet with that stuff because the Wii U didn't, like, had supply problems. The Wii especially had supply problems. Like, the 3DS had supply problems. The NES Classic had supply problems. Like, can you honestly say with a straight face, like, we got we got your back on this? It's like, give me a break. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing is, for me, it's like, they've even announced that the NES Classic is coming back. Yeah, and next year. And, and I was like, like yeah, hold on, you guys, you guys just said you weren't making any more, and then... Oh, well, to be, to be fair, they're still not making anymore. They just found like three more pallets in the warehouse full of them, so they're going to ship those out instead. You know, see, it came back, and there's only one per state, so good luck trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I I do think that I think on this next go around they'll be okay. I think people that have wanted that thing already got it. So as far as the NES Classic goes, yeah, it won't be that big a problem. But I think for the SNES Classic, I mean, people are really wanting that thing. And yeah, I, I'm getting. I, I mean, I'm getting mine in a few days. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I, I think people are are once again we're underestimating the power of. People wanting something. Well, it's me nostalgia. I mean, yeah, and then there's there's more nostalgia. The more you make these, like let's say you make an N64 or whatever classic, or like the closer you get to this generation, you're gonna get more and more nostalgia. So, you know, you can say what you want about oh, well, that was going to the grandpas and all that stuff and and everything else, but there's more people around right now that know what the SNES classic, the games yeah. that are on that, and you're going to have maybe not our parents looking for it, but you're going to have a lot of people, casuals, our age. our age, that don't play games, that are that are in the workforce, and they don't have time for that kind of thing, especially with, it seems like more and more games are getting into the, okay, well, you got to have 50 hours to play them uh, thing. Yeah they're going to want to reach out for that. And especially with it, including two controllers and basically being ready to play with your friend out of the box. I think Nintendo's over underestimating again. And yeah, you know, we know what happens when sure. that happens. It depends when you do the next show, but I'll, I'll make sure to put on my eBay link for my console. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Hey, I, I'm sure Mark will still find a nice deal uh, for his, because there will be people. That oh yeah. Now, and... I, this is unrelated, but 
about a month and, month and a half ago, I bought a used copy of a game called Clock Tower for the PS1 at a local resale shop for $2.11. And I sold it on eBay a few weeks ago for 70 bucks. <laughs> wow. See? People th- and he wasn't uh, marking it up. It was just nope. those people that had it at the resale shop had no idea what that game's worth is. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's, it's rare. Yep. So, yeah, it will be just like this uh, SNES Classic will be. and Yeah, let, let's see. I, I do think it's nice they're, they're going to have both of them there, and they're going to have to have a lot of Switches because Mario is going to come out, and it's going to just carve a path to do those things. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you also have a Kirby game on the Switch called Kirby Star Allies. Their co-op Kirby games always uh, do much better, I think, than a lot of the single-player ones now because it's, it's such an easy game to play. Uh, uh, thankfully, I already have a 3DS where I'd be one that Pokemon 2DS XL thing, but uh, don't have to worry about that. Octopath Traveler looks awesome. Same about the same we make Bradley Reed. Bravely Default, so you know that's going to be really good. I'm glad we're having uh, RPGs uh, like that on the Switch. And, yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest news is Demon Wolfenstein 2 being surprises, but, hey, you also got the uh, arcade stuff showing up on the Switch, which makes everybody start thinking that maybe the virtual console's not coming in the way that it was. No, because this is just, like, Nintendo's own arcade games. Like, it's not, like, it's different. Because Hamster's been putting out Neo Geo crap for the Switch for months now, and no one bats an eye, so. Yeah, they've been doing okay, and they come out for the other systems, too, for PS4 and Xbox Yeah. So, it's the same, like, they're not going to release, like, oh, here's this, you know, here's Super Mario Bros. 3, you know? I mean, that's just not going to happen, but. Like the arcade version of Mario or Punch Out, sure, because those are like those are weird and different games than like the home console versions. I still think that you know, depending on when they release this, because now their online thing's not coming out until sometime next year. If say Microsoft does well with that Game Pass thing, and I have not seen numbers at all, uh, which they don't have to review until the next whenever their next investor thing is. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo might, if people still talk about it, Nintendo might consider a, you know, Nintendo sort of similar thing. And that might be the best way to deal with the virtual console. You still have the option to buy it outright if you want, but you can but, also... Yeah, just that. having a rental, like a rental, or not a rental, but, you know, just a... Yeah, essentially kind of a rental. Like a Netflix. Yeah, Nintendo. like you're just streaming the game. Yeah. And it, it, I think uh, it's probably going to wind up being like PlayStation now because I can see Nintendo probably being really scared about letting you download them and whatever because of hackers. But uh, that which probably wouldn't be good for Nintendo because we know how they are with uh, online <laughs> anything. Uh, they just now patched the cell phone app so that it will work and not completely just make your phone take unusable. O- while yeah, you take have over it. your phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
who knows how that's going to work, but it's also a good way to up the price of their very cheap, not that it's cheap in the way they make it, but it's very uh, bargain priced uh, online thing. So if you say, okay, hey, there's this Netflix thing we have now and we can charge you $30 a year instead of you know, $20 a year for it or charge you $9.99 a month instead of $3.99, I think it's makes it more worth it for them. So I agree with that sentiment, but also I think Nintendo is like, well, we're going to sell these games. We don't give a fuck about anything else. <laughs> Just I, think, I think it's also something that says a lot about they're not letting you even own those SNES or NES games that are going to be part of that either. So. Yeah. Because they could have easily... I mean, maybe not easily with the with the Wii, original Wii, but they could have easily done a Netflix f- for virtual console for the Wii U, and they didn't do it. I just... I, I don't think that was... The precedent wasn't out there for that yet. But I think... I mean, yeah, I, but they could have been trend centers. I mean... It could they have been could have, but with come that. on, we're looking at the Wii U, and I think at that point... Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. the point, though, is they're not going to... They're going to take the initiative with this stuff. That's my kind of ultimate point, is they just, I just don't think they care, or they don't see the point. You're right, and also, I mean, they have the things that show that people are willing to buy these things two, three, four times. So, yeah, pretty I mean, much like Square does with Final Fantasy... I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there are probably people who have, like, an actual Zelda Link to the Past cartridge for the SNES. They bought it for the Wii when it came out. They bought it for the Wii U when it'll come out. And they'll buy the SNES Classic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it has that game on it. So they'll yeah. own four copies of that one game. And when the Switch, if you know, if the Switch ever gets its act together and has, you know, SNES backward compatibility, they'll buy it there, too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The the and but that's the thing. That's Nintendo knows they can get away with that. So yeah. But I think that's the biggest thing for me too is that they could easily do what Microsoft and Sony do. You tie it to having the online service, and you say, okay, you own this Super Nintendo game or this Nintendo game for having our service once a month. Or but the fact that they're oh yeah, you're giving us multiplayer for these games. Which also limits the games you can put on the service, which is kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, but then you're telling us, oh, it's only there for that month, and that kind of—I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't say you can't go and buy it uh, separately. But it's still kind of like, don't tell us you're getting us—we're getting a free game, but then you only get it for that one month. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, so you know, well, that will have to be one of those. Whenever this thing actually happens, uh, Nintendo will probably uh, have more uh, to say on it. There's uh, Unknown Battlegrounds has sold what 10 million. Yep. Now and they are uh, getting in the news uh, now because. Uh, they are worried about Fortnite uh, because Fortnite recently announced a Battle Royale mode uh, while also accidentally enabling Xbox One and PS4 crossplay 
which <laughs> shows how easily that can be done, apparently. If yeah. Sony ever said yes. Uh, so, you know, hey, Sony, once again, putting that out there. It'd be so nice if, you know, I could play things. Like, I mean, I don't have anybody that... I mean, hey, like if... Uh, I don't have this problem, but say if I only had an Xbox One. Or, hey, uh, I we do have somebody on staff, Austin, who only has an Xbox One. And if I got WWE 2K18 for PS4, uh, most likely i get it on Switch. But either way, I could play with Austin multiplayer, you know, so it would be nice. See, you talk about, you, you, you say this, like it's Sony, like Sony is kind of, it's their fault or like you're blaming them. But like I've always said, last generation, Sony wanted it. And, and Microsoft said, no, like there was an article on Kotaku. Uh, someone dug up from six years ago about defiance that MMO, that like shitty sci-fi thing that, it was a PS3 running on running the game with Xbox 360 players, and the the guy was like, can, like the guy asked Microsoft rep, he's like, can 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 this work? And he was like, no, like it can, but we're not gonna enable it. And it's like, well, good work on that one. <laughs> I bet Microsoft wishes they could do that for Final Fantasy 14 right about now. I bet they wish they could do it for a lot of stuff. Yeah, just 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 saying. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it is about who's winning the console war, or whatever. But I guess there's always that hope that maybe somebody uh, like will. you didn't talk about it, or you just mentioned it. But I find the I find the lawsuit or the like. Uh, oh, I was games. getting to that. The oh yeah, the go players on. Players on battleground that, saying that they are. Might take further action on this is hilarious to me. But. It's like okay, then if that if if you're gonna do that, then isn't the dude who created Battle Royale just gonna sue you then? <laughs> well, not even that. Like H1Z1, they're the ones that sort of have the same mode. They're the ones that Players Unknown Gravels took their whole thing from. So yeah. they could sue them, and you could start a whole lawsuit for every time somebody takes. You know how many times G, you know Rockstar could have sued someone for taking something from GTA. I mean, come on, you're setting an awful precedent. I get it yeah. that one of these is free, and the other one is paid, which might make it a little bit different, but. We still had to buy into Fortnite. I mean, it's still like forty or fifty bucks or whatever. Right, but the, this mode is free to play, right? Yeah, so, but even even pub games are cheaper than that. <laughs> yeah, but I, the the stupid part that I kind of agree with is basically you're just giving Fortnite free press. Yeah, and also, dude, it's Fortnite. No one gives a fuck about that thing. Like, well. If, if you, <laughs> I don't think they'd be making modes for it if nobody cared about it, but Yeah, but Epic like it's Epic is still working on an Unreal Tournament game. Like when was the last time you ever heard about that? Sorry, I had to let the dog out of the room cuz it kept barking, barking, but uh I uh no, I have not heard about it at all. 
Yeah, it came out like I think a few years ago. I think it's still in early, early access, what they call early access, and it's like no one cares. <laughs> to be fair, I don't really even hear anybody talk about the Quake game either. Yeah, uh, either one because there's Quake, uh, the new Quake Champions or whatever it's called, and that Quake Live thing, and it's like, like, I I I, I can understand pub games like somewhat what they're saying, but no one cares about Fortnite, and it makes you kind of, it makes you guys kind of look like dicks, and you're not that original to, to begin with. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the point, though. Like, nobody can throw stones at the other because there's always a game company, a publisher, a developer that could say, well, you took that from us. How about we sue you? And it just becomes a big old lawsuit all the time. Like, it's just... Like, come on, just stop. It. I want uh, I want uh, Activision to sue anyone who uses perks in a, in a game now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, it's so dumb. Like, I, I just think that they're, again, they like you said, this makes them look like dicks. I get it that you're worried about it, but you're know, like, be. Uh, like Fortnite or them putting this mode in a Fortnite is going to mean Fortnite is going to sell 10 million copies. Like. You know, like, like not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think basically it's just people are, are already set with Players on the Battlegrounds. The game is yeah. sold very well. They're not going to stop playing that game to play Fortnite and then play a mode that's like Players Unknown Battlegrounds or whatever. It's just it's not going to happen. They're just going to stick with their thing. It's like People really love Overwatch. If another game that comes out is like Overwatch, they're not going to stop playing Overwatch to play that. I want, I want like id Software to sue anyone who uses Team Deathmatch in a game. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh God, there's so many. You could go down the list. Metroidvania, Nintendo, and Cap and Konami. Yeah, Konami should be suing <laughs> anybody that comes out with a side scroller that does this or that or whatever. Yeah. It's just, Stupid, just stupid. Uh, talking about vampires, vampire got delayed until 2018. So, uh, apparently, yeah. I mean, were you interested in the game? I don't. Yeah, like I mean, it's made by Don't Nod. Uh, I got a feeling it's going to be kind of a. Uh, it'll be an interesting but flawed game. I, I imagine. That's what it felt like to me. I think, you know. Uh, They've been steadily working on this. They showed more of it off at E3. It's kind of unfortunate that it's a now-solved technical issue that makes it to where they have to delay it until the spring. But, hey, and maybe they'll have uh, more people be able to play it at that point. And, and now they can focus, I guess, on more Life is Strange. Also, like the, this hasn't been a good vampire game in years, also. <laughs> hey, so come out and be the one. That, yeah. that has a good vampire game, so uh, gives them more time uh, on that. I should have mentioned this we were talking about Square Enix earlier, but they are now seeing the light that a lot of people are, have already kind of been doing for years. Uh, expect to see more multiplayer-minded games from Square Enix as the company continues uh, to embrace the concept of games as a service. Uh 
they go on to say that gone are the days of what single-player games were primary status and multiplayer games secondary. Lately, multiplayer games have taken the lead, pretty much. Uh, we know that. So many games come out now, and it's a service. There's DLC that come, goes on long after, which is why Final Fantasy XV is just basically having monthly updates at this point. Yeah, I played a little of their Assassin's Creed DLC, and it was strange. <laughs> So what what do you do in that sense? You, it's literally it's fucking literally Assassin's Creed, but in the Final Fantasy 15 game engine, it's really weird. Huh. Like you, is you literally like assassinate people from like the tops of buildings and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's now I've. Completely forgot what we were talking about, but Assassin's Creed and PS yeah. and Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> so it's pretty much. The, I mean, it's, a, it it tries to be, but it's not like you can climb climb any building or anything. Like you, it's very linear with like you can only cross like certain pipes across these buildings or uh, like stuff like that. So it's kind of weird. But you literally like wear Assassin's Creed robes and everything. <laughs> I am strange. sort of interested in. I know you can create your own character and look the tra- the trailer look uh, look kind of weird for it the um multiplayer, multiplayer yeah thing. So is it just gonna basically let you play the game in co op or? I think it's supposed um, to be like mission based. Okay. Uh, yeah. like I I understand what they're trying to say like, but. Maybe if your games weren't so like blown out, like you wouldn't have, you wouldn't need to create like these games as a service thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for fifteen though, it was more about a make good. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying like fifteen's back, like fifteen's a great game, but I mean like the whole thirteen problem, right? Or like you know, their games just get so over over. I would say over scoped. And there's just no way they can make money on it. That's why they like all they think all their American games like don't do well because they're insane. <laughs> they have like yeah. crazy sales. They have crazy sales demands and stuff. And it's like, well, maybe if like Final Fantasy 15 didn't cost like 150 million dollars, he wouldn't need Hitman to sell 8 million copies. <laughs> well, I, I think it's just. They decided to make Final Fantasy XV the way they did. I think it works out for what they wanted it to be. Yeah. Almost every RPG is sort of open world now, so... And then almost all of them get, like, oodles of DLC afterwards, so... Yeah. But I agree with you. It hurts when they make smaller games, or when those smaller games don't sell as well... Or if you put Tomb Raider out the same day as something else that's huge, guess what's going to happen? So yeah, yeah, you gotta be smart about all these things here. Yep. Sometimes uh, they are not really. No. Uh, you know, there's uh, somebody uh, named Capcom that loves going back to their old franchises. 
all the time. And the next one is Okami, which comes out uh, December 12th on... And this is another thing that's stupid, right? Like, this game is old. And you're giving it away... You're basically almost giving it away for $20. And you're not going to have this on the Switch? Like, dumb, Capcom. Dumb. What are you waiting for? Again... But uh, I, I'm just I'm just complaining. This is a game that I I think would work really well uh, in that aspect. It's a game that it's so pretty and it's so pretty in a stylized way that you can use it to show off to people. And uh, I guess you can use it to show off it in the 4K and uh, and all that stuff, which that's what it's getting. But yeah, but it's still gonna. I mean, it's gonna be upraised a little, but it's still gonna look the same. <laughs> right. And I'm st- uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I may not buy day one. I'm ho- I hope I get a review copy, but I'll play it again. <laughs> it's my third third copy if I, when I get it. <laughs> and for twenty dollars, it's not bad, you know. Yeah. So because I had it on, uh, I have a PS2 and PS3 version. <laughs> that's another thing too. If, if it was on the Switch, Capcom would probably charge forty dollars for it because uh, there's like a ten dollar upcharge, I guess, if it's or, on the or, Switch. Or all. they'd add. They'd add in like really bad touch controls, like for, like draw the symbols. Yeah, instead. you have to draw the yeah the thing with your finger, and it messes it up. But my point in, in saying all that was that we now know why we haven't really seen. And a lot of people have been asking about this. Of course, we have a a guy on staff that his favorite game is Conquer, and we make jokes about uh, not seeing Conquer, and this is why uh, the Rare, a rare executive um, says that basically he thinks it's dumb uh, to go back and either remaster games or just you uh, pl- uh, bring out the old game with a lot of the or s- new game quote unquote with the same stuff that you love or that you remember. Uh, he says that just making them again with whatever technology is available today, that's not Rare. I think that what Rare is, is doing the kind of games that only Rare would do, which I guess Sea of Thieves uh, would he, be. He he then followed it up by, go out and please buy Rare Replay. <laughs> <laughs> if I went and said to Rare, hey, go remake all that stuff that was kind of successful at the time, but make it up to date... I don't think it would be good. I don't think it would be relevant, and I don't think people would really want it. I think they might yeah. think they do, but I don't think they would. Yeah, because the last decade of Rare shit has really knocked it out of the park, hasn't it? All their hot connect games, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> I think that all these remasters that go out there and sell hotcakes would bear to differ with this guy. That? But, you know. Also? <laughs> like, the I, last game... Like, Rare has made, I think it's seven games in the past decade, or like maybe like eight or nine. Only two of them have been good. Three, maybe. What I'm saying is, CFDs is probably going to be good. What I'm saying is, I think uh, if they went out and made a Banjo-Kazooie collection and uprezzed it and everything else, people would buy that. Sure. Uh, or mean, if they finally like if they finally got their act together, or the licenses together, made like a, a like a like a new Goldeneye, or you know yeah. like a Goldeneye remake, or uh, like another. Like 
would actually be interested in another Perfect Dark. Yeah. Like, I, I think that would be an interesting take. Or, you know, I, I, I'm one of the few. I actually kind of dig dug Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> yeah, and I think almost all of their characters, even Conquer, you go and remaster that game or you go and make another one or whatever. I think it would sell well. People would want that. I get what he's saying, though. Like, he doesn't believe in that whole do what Capcom does and say... No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're not porting Resident Evil. I mean, Resident Evil, they ported Resident Evil Code Veronica to the PS4, for God's sakes. Like, that's not yeah. going to fly. And, like, the rare... I mean, I joked about it, but the rare replay was a good value and a good fair, like a fairly good historical perspective on the company. But if they made another grab by the ghoulies or, you know, knack got a fucking sequel, but cameo can't, it's like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, I think they just have a bad, uh, there's a bad stigma with cameo for some reason. I really like that game, but I know a lot of people that didn't. So, or like, or, I mean, like I said, like I, I'd be in another Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, like make a sequel, or you know, really blow it out or something. Like that'd be fun. There, there's another game or that Viva, is Viva Pinata too, or you know, something. Uh, but I the, love Viva Pinata. It's like just for the last decade, they made Connect crap, and they made the two game, the two non-Connect games they've made in the past ten years were uh, Viva Pinata. It was an expansion, but still. Right. Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and Killer Instinct. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and Killer Instinct is. People really like that game. They yeah. They keep making seasons of it. I mean, they aren't, but yeah. <laughs> no, they aren't, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, I. Again, I applaud him for saying this, right? Because there's people that take it too far. I've said it three times already. There's people that do it well. Like, I think Sony does it well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, they they Crash Bandicoot Justice. Yeah, or Wipeout, or Ratchet & Clank. The Shadow Colossus remake is looks like uh, it's going to do... It's going to look really awesome, so... Yeah, but companies like uh, Capcom and Square don't do it well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh, Square's fine. No. You can't you can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> the PC ones are fine. The mobile ones suck, but I've not had a problem with the PC remasters. I mean, they aren't. They're essentially just up-res ports. I'm just talking about like when they announced Final Fantasy VII a few years ago at E3. Oh, they take their sweet ass time. Yeah. But... No, I don't. I don't mean the remake. I mean like report like and now Final Fantasy VII. It was a port of the PC version. They announced that at, like, E3 at Sony's press conference. That was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, but what did you want them to do, though? I mean... Not announce it? <laughs> like, just just say, yo, it's available now? Like, they don't need to spend five minutes hyping up the audience like they tried to oh, do? Oh, I, I agree with you. They could have done it like they did it with Nine at the TGS, but I think that was more about trying to leech off the people being excited about the remake... Oh, you can play the original yeah. seven like in two weeks or something. Yeah, and it was like okay. I I think Square isn't as bad as Capcom, but Square does have that problem. 
Yeah. I, again, I, I do think they're smart in basically saying we're going to get almost all of our library on Steam because it makes money there. And then we're going to do what we can with PS4 because people will buy these. And But, uh, yeah, Capcom just seems like they are obsessed with we're going to have us. And they, credit to them, though, for being up front with it, right? Because they were up front. They said, we're going to spend a significant portion of our time remastering or remaking older games and we're also going to give you new games as well but yeah that's, that's still crazy yep uh the Nin- nintendo did have uh quite a few more things uh that i should have mentioned all together with the other stuff but um the switch as i mentioned is the was the uh, biggest seller for August. No surprise. Uh, Madden, biggest seller for August with five days in the month. That's still pretty impressive, whether it's Madden or not. Uh, Uncharted is third, and it had eight, nine days in the month. So not too bad there for, for Uncharted as well. Grand Theft Auto Five. my God. This game does not stop selling. It's second. What the hell? This, like people just keep buying that game, and I think that like, I think it's the number one selling game, like physical game. Like, I think eighty million copies. Good God! I mean, credit to them. They keep adding stuff to it. But it's just like wow, it's insane to me uh, that yeah. it's still selling. Uh, Splatoon two. Uh, Breath of the Wild, of course, has the new DLC, so that makes sense. Uh, Mario Kart 8, uh, Deluxe, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, still selling well. Modern Warfare Remastered is on here. Crash Bandicoot and Overwatch. So, hey, that you know, Rare, there you go. For the third month in a row, Crash Bandicoot is on this thing. So, you know, next time you say that your people don't want them... They think they want them, but they don't. Pretty sure people want them. <laughs> you know? No, man. People want Connect Sports Rivals instead. <laughs> uh, there is a... According to Reddit MMA, Nintendo could add achievements to the Switch. Thank you, Nintendo, for adding something... I don't know. That's like... Millions of years old at this point. Yeah, two two generations old. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the gen- Xbox 360 generation. <laughs> yeah. If you finally add these, they they should have been in the Wii U for God's sake. Ah, uh, there there's also that weird controversy with the stuff with the oh well now the games are gonna need the SD card. Well, no shit, people. No shit. Like, they only had 32 gigabytes of storage in the Switch. I mean... Well, yeah, well, here's the problem, is, like, NBA, it's NBA 2K18 that has the problem, is there's only 25 gigabytes of storage available in the Switch. Like, if you formatted it, you know, 25 gigabytes total. The game requires 22 gigabytes of, in, like, you know, to install, which is large, but fine. Right. Uh, 
and it requires a five gigabytes for a save for one save file. Why no, it is that requires save? like a permanent five gigabytes in your yeah on the switch uh, memory. System. Yeah, on the switch yeah. memory to save. Why? <laughs> like, why is that save file so big? <laughs> I think what it is, though, is that just like how, okay, if you install something on the PS4, it still has to install a portion of it onto your drive, even if oh, yeah. you bought the disc. I, I, I mean, it's it's fine because games are large, and that's perfectly fine. My issue is it's a 5-gigabyte save file. Like, why is it that large? <laughs> are you sure it's a save file or just it's the... Game file needs that five gigabytes to make sure it runs well. The thing I saw was it's a five gigabyte save file, and for an additional save, it's another five gigabytes. That, that might be wrong. Weird that it would be the save file and not just to down. Yeah, because actually, I was listening to somebody talk about it would not allow them to install the game if you didn't have that five gigabytes available on your system. Yeah. I don't think it's a save file. I think it's just to make the game available on your Switch, period. You need the file. No, no. No, it's the NBA save file is 5 gigabytes. Yeah, I'm looking at it from Nintendo today. And apparently they can get corrupted. <laughs> Ooh, that sucks. Uh, wow, that's, that's weird. I, so, I don't know that... But so, it's one, like, you don't have to make a 5 gigabytes for every single mode that you do in the game. No, but it's... Right, yeah. Okay, here's a good comparison. The save file for for NBA 2K18 is 5 gigabytes. The entire game file size of Mario Odyssey is 5.7 gigabytes. The difference between Nintendo making something for their system... 
to yeah, a third and, party. Yeah, if, like if I was Nintendo, I would tell 2K to like get the fuck this, like fix this or get it off the system. Like, well, but they don't want to though. Yeah, but, but, isn't, remember, it, like, but don't they have that problem with uh, like whenever Dragon Quest shows up, it's gonna it's gonna be 32 gigs. Probably. And that's already been announced. That that was announced like a long time ago that they said whenever Dragon Quest shows up, get ready. You have to have a SD card because it's not going to fit on your system at all. Again, though, like yeah. I like that's why they're like that's why Doom isn't going to have a multiplayer, or the multiplayer comes as as a uh, optional Except download. For, yeah, like that. Like I like I'm the same. I don't mind big game file. You know, if I had a Switch, I'd get a 120 gigabyte SD card and say, you know, have at it. But it's the fact it's this the save file itself. <laughs> That's my issue. <laughs> like, remember when, like, well, PS3 and Xbox used to have, like, requirements. Like, remember, like, the old 360, like, patch limit or, like, their yeah. game download limit? Like, I'm not saying, like, Nintendo should go back to, like, to that, like something that draconian, but say, yo, save files should be under 500 megabytes or under a gigabyte, not taking up, a, like, one-fifth of the system memory. <laughs> Fair enough. I just think, you know, you're. I I get it, but it's they got to just work with these third parties, and they're gonna kind of do what they're gonna want to do at this point because Nintendo needs the third parties. Um, there's got to be a reason though why they need it. I can't imagine that it's, you know. Something, yeah. Uh, something just arbitrarily unnecessary. I, I think that they got to have it for a reason. But yeah. So speaking, of, I've mentioned 32K18 a couple of times here. Their their my career mode apparently now has two different story paths for this year, which is something I think I've said that they needed. And many people have wanted to you can also go back to the old style of being able to move around backstage and see uh see other wrestlers and have them get involved in your backstage save as well i i assume one one is like you know the wrestler career and one is you playing as Vince McMahon booking the show <laughs> <laughs> one is the company man which has you aid inside with the general managers doing whatever it takes to help create and maintain the GM's vision for the WWE. Uh, you'll also gain access to Vince McMahon's office and get upgrades. The other is the fan favorite path, which is your focus. You focus on gaining respect and all the the stuff that's normally in the career mode, basically. Um. Yeah, and then you get to have a WrestleMania moment or whatever. I... So what? So like one, you're the Vince's assistant, and the other, you're a wrestler. The Pat Patterson mode. <laughs> yeah, the Pat Patterson. Okay, that seems weird. Like but I guess more story modes. Like story mode is good for that. You know, for that type of game, but. There are so many more underlying pro- like issues in the story mode in, those, in that game that unless they said, like, yo, we finally fixed the coll- collision system, like, that, that, that'd make me interested. But, oh, God. 
would they ever fix that? Like, I don't think any of the sports games can really fix that. Like, Madden still has that problem. I mean, all of them really do. Yeah, but it's a lot less noticeable in, Madden, in every other sports game except for WWE. <laughs> That's true, because you're constantly going against each other all the time. So, I, I don't know that they can totally get over that, but they can also if, patch it constantly. If they, if, they, if they finally said, we're giving it to someone else other than Ukes, that would be a nice nice first step. Uh, it would be nice <laughs> if they get away from Ukes, but they won't at this point. Um, Atlas is teasing that they might do a Catherine 2, which is awesome. Because I really loved Catherine One. So. Now, here I didn't play it, but here's a question: Did you like Catherine One because of the characters in the bar, or did you like Catherine One because of stupid block puzzles? <laughs> Both. I okay. like the block puzzles, and I like the story too. You're, you're one of the few. <laughs> like I know a lot of people who like liked who liked the idea of Catherine, or like you know, like the hanging out in the bar and stuff, but like. They just watched YouTube videos of all the block puzzles because they just didn't like it. <laughs> no, no, I agree because the block puzzles get annoying after a while. It's like, it's, yeah. They get ridiculous. But I think if they had different, like not just the block puzzles, if they had different gameplay mechanisms, then okay, cool, great. I, I don't know that you can basically just make it, uh, you know, have it swap with Persona either like i wouldn't want that like i want persona well, t- for what it is i wouldn't want catherine to also be uh an rpg with a different story instead of capturing uh personas you can capture demons and then have them fight for you <laughs> so shimigami tensei you say yep <laughs> <laughs> which apparently next month we're going to find out more about the switch version of that game so We'll see how that goes. Uh, American McGee, after all this stuff with him saying, no, there won't be another one. Uh, no, I don't want to work on another one. Now he apparently does want to work on a new Alice game. Yeah, he is a very not creative person, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked Alice the Madness. I wouldn't say it was great. It was a good well, game for what it was. I think Alice and uh, Met and Alice Madden Returns are fine enough games, but every time he has tried to strike it out on his own, he's always failed spectacularly. <laughs> and, yeah. like, you can't just keep going back to that Alice well. <laughs> I guess he feels like, well, he needs to in order to keep uh, keep it going, and then maybe he can go at it again. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is he's trying to make you know a half dozen other games, and they've all been bad. <laughs> yeah, uh... he made like, he made uh, an episodic game a few years ago called Grim. Uh, that was like fairy tales, and that was like no one like no one cared. <laughs> nope. And then you had a Wolf Among Us come out and do it a million times better. Yeah. So it doesn't help you at all when you're trying to, you know, to do something and somebody else just completely beats you to the punch on there. Yeah. And finally, for game stuff, the IOC says that they are very happy to bring 
esports into the Olympics, but nothing that promotes violence. So that pretty much takes out about 90% of esports. Well, what about stuff like, doesn't the IOC have like things called like wrestling or <laughs> like, isn't that wrestling an Olympic is sport? A sport though. Or like fencing or <laughs> you're not trying to kill the other person. Maybe not uh, how you wrestle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, you know I mean, you, that's that's how New Jack wrestles though. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why New Jack is not wrestling in a major company anywhere. Uh, so pretty much this means like Rocket League sports games, which I wonder if you know Madden would be okay. You know, EA would be cool with like Madden and. You know, well, I got the whole, like, yeah, Madden Championship or whatever. <laughs> I wonder if, like, something like Smash Brothers would be given a pass because it's cartoons. I but, I mean, I'm I can understand rack my brain at what games you could do for this. Like, if they don't want to have, like, you know, Mortal Kombat or Counter-Strike, I can understand that. They're M games, they're violent, stuff like that. But, like, Dota 2, like, it's all fantasy violence. Or, uh, so like, even Smash Brothers. I mean, it, like you said, it's violence, but it's cartoony. And I think it's an E game. I think it's teen. Oh, whatever. But, but you know, like, the thing is, though, it's just you're really limiting what you can do with esports because almost everything is either a shooter, fantasy violence... Cartoon, you know, in Smash Brothers' case, the cartoon violence, or, uh, you know, you have the, the yeah, it's one of those, one of those genres is your main esport. Yeah. So you know, okay, now we get the sports games. Uh, what the racing games again? Like, and those, the, those are also sort of still in that esports realm, but it's just like. You know, you're you're really gonna take a a chunk out of that, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. I think it's limiting. Uh, they're not saying outright no, but it's so limiting as basically to say no, like in and of itself. Yeah, like, I get rock, that like, you don't want to promote violence, but it's it's also a game, right? I, mean, I, I think like Rocket League, like it's a popular game, but. That's not, like, an Olympic... That game is not big enough to be, like, an Olympic stage, I wouldn't think. <laughs> I don't think they would care. I think the whole point of this is they don't care about how big... Now, now obviously, they're not going to go get your dinky indie game that has no... Uh, any kind of following or whatever. Rocket League has a big enough following. What they care about is that they just want esports there. Yeah. So, like, uh, I guess Hearthstone could still be a big, you know, thing. Yeah, uh, that's too, I think that's too complicated for people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's too much that they have to teach them or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, you're really putting it down to a certain number. And this really just shows that if you're going to start saying, okay, you can't have violence in the game or whatever, then you just really just want esports to be there in name to see if you get 
young kids to watch it. And, and that's the thing, though. They're not going to – if you're wanting the young kids to watch the for the eSports, it doesn't mean that they're going to – I guess you always have that up, that plausibility that, they, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be watching the Olympics. Maybe I'll watch other stuff, but they probably won't. And yeah. they're still only going to watch for those esports, but I guess, I guess their whole point is if I'm still getting the young kids to watch it, whether it's two events or it's better than nothing, but it's, I don't know. Yep, I guess uh, I just saw on Twitter that Target is supposed to get twenty minimum of twenty units of SNES classics on release date per like per Target. Wow, that's that damn good. That's about what Walmart got for the Switch. So I guess if I have a change of heart, I could probably do the same thing like I did for the Switch and walk up to my Walmart Electronics and it'll probably be there. Yep. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine got delayed to May 24, 2019, and J.J. Aarons is back as the director. Yeah. that. I mean, he probably won't get fired like the other two directors, so that'll be good. <laughs> So excited to see what Ryan Johnson does with this year's episode eight. And I guess we'll have JJ Abrams back to direct the finale. So that's good. At least it's kind of weird. Cause I think he said something about, I don't think he wanted to be involved with it again, but must yeah. have offered him a lot of money to make sure he did. I'm sure in something that you're not going to be too happy about, the fact that it exists at all, but this seems to be something that DC is going to be doing now. They're going to be doing an extended universe, and they're going to have like just origin film, individual origin films for some of the, the characters. And the first one looks like it's going to be the Joker, and because Martin Scorsese is a producer, they're trying to get Leonardo DiCaprio to be Joker. Because that's what you do. You have the big uh, crossover films first, and then you have the origin story films later. <laughs> it is an origin film of a villain, though. Also, well, there's two problems. First of all, uh, I think whatever this the second Batman film that Nolan did, that was a good enough origin story for the Joker. Like it wasn't this Joker, obviously, but who cares? Second, like, the Joker has no origin story, <laughs> so that's an issue. <laughs> there is no origin story for him in the comics at all? They've never made one in all of them. No, there is. There's been, like, four, though, so you pick and choose, <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, it's been retconned and, you know, changed, or he says one thing, you know, so right, there's right. at least three different origin stories for that character. Yeah, I mean, I guess they would be doing their own thing, but I almost feel like they're trying to make this uh, The Departed Joker. Uh, yeah. With uh, the tagline that they're giving this says, Leonardo DiCaprio would play the Joker as a gritty crime boss in the Scorsese's Gotham. Uh, okay. I guess it would just, they wouldn't go into too much of the psychological, like, internal stuff with him. It would be more of the just... Him being a villain? Okay. Also, like, I don't... I don't care about the Joker. <laughs> like... There are a lot of people that do, though. I mean, yeah, like, but not, not after uh, Jared Leto fucked him up. 
Right, but it's probably also why they're not having Jared Leto play this either. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I would have more problems with the Harley Quinn and Joker thing than this. That's going to that's gonna be bad, too. <laughs> Although, uh, did you see that, uh, oh, whatever his name is, the director of uh, Batman and Superman, whatever? Zach, whatever. Yeah, Zach Snyder. Snyder. He's officially gone from Justice League, and he's not going to be in, like uh, around for any of the other DC movies. Like well, he's kind of walking. He's awful. Yeah, he, well, he's walking away from it because oh, his, his uh, daughter died, and then yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like, I, I I'm kind of curious about Justice League because I envision like half that movie looking like super dour and depressed and like bleep out of shit. And either have being all colorful and like having good characters, so it'll be like a weird mismatch of <laughs> scenes. Like I know it's not going to be like that, but it'd be so awesome if it was. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'd imagine it's it will be fine. I'm not, but you got such low expectation at this point that they don't have to do a lot to. You know, improve upon their history. Suicide Squad was fine, though, so. No. No, it wasn't. I know some people that like it. I mean. I got some videos to show you then later on. (laughs) And HBO is also going to be producing their own Watchmen series that's going to be much more based off the graphic novels and has nothing to do with the movie that came out. See. I like. I know we're just ragging on Snyder. I don't mind that Watchmen movie that much. Like, it has some small issues, but I mean, overall, it's fine. Like that. I don't have a connection to the graphic novel, so it doesn't bother me. I mean, um, I read. I read the novel, and I actually do have another. Co- I, have an, I have a copy of it. I mean, there are changes to it, to be sure. Uh, like, especially the ending is pretty. It's kind of changed, but it's kind of. Like, it's just kind of, like, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> right. Understand. And, like, some some of the costumes were kind of weird looking. But that's kind of about it. Like, he nails most of that. I think he actually nails most of that comic. And the only other, like, the only other weird thing is, like, the fighting. You know, the spe- slowed motion and then sped up. You know, that crap is just annoying. But right. other than that, that movie's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think with HBO's history, though, I think this would be kind of cool to see it as a series. And not going to complain about that at all. They have a wonderful history with making things. Um, why not let them get in the game? It's much, it's uh, dark. So, and they like their dark things over at uh, HBO. So, uh, why not? Yeah, like, uh, go ahead. I, have, I have faith in HBO. Like, want, like they make mostly good shows. <laughs> I would uh, agree with you on that. I don't. Uh, there's some that I don't like, but for the most part, I've pretty much liked everything that uh, they've made that I've watched. So, what's your uh, favorite HBO show? <laughs> probably The Wire at this point. Other than yeah, Game I'd say of the, Thrones, I'd say The Wire, and then for me, probably Oz. I still haven't watched Oz. I need to sit down and watch it. It's just one of those where... How, how old your daughter? Like seven? 
six or seven. I I tend I normally don't watch shows with her around anyway, so. Yeah, but uh, watch Oz with her. It's a nice family friendly show. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've also tried to get into Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, Sopranos. I've kind of had a hard time trying to <laughs> continue yeah. to watch those, but yeah. Um, I, I also love the, I, uh, Big Little Lies totally deserved all the Emmys at one. I love that show. But, um, yeah, so that being said, uh, pretty much your game's coming out here next week or if by Friday, it, a lot of them are coming out Friday, but, uh, next week, Hob. Um, the, whatchamacallit, the, I forgot, the, there was some, uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 coming out. came out yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the Batman Enemy <laughs> Within, episode 2, L1 and 2 are coming out together, they're doing that again, which is probably smart. No, it's just episode 2, because episode 1's been out for a while. Jeez. Uh, this You're behind now. It's bad. <laughs> this thing that I'm looking at is bad. Uh, Drop Mix comes out, either came out on today, Friday, or comes out next week. Uh, that is almost sort of like a board game thing that Rob Band, that the people from Rob Band are doing. Uh, and you also have FIFA 18 coming out. Of course, everybody's been waiting for that. Cuphead. Woof. Finally. Yes, Cuphead. And uh, Star Fox 2, of course, coming with the SNS Classic. Yeah, Total Warhammer. Total War Warhammer 2 on the PC. So the hottest game of the year. I'm still <laughs> considering whether I want to get FIFA or not. It's been a while since I've played a FIFA game, but love me some soccer, so. Uh, you know. It always uh, entry that Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. Also, comes out next week. So, yeah. All right. Uh, man, we went really long because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, we'll, again, try this being weekly thing. See how that works. And, yeah, so until next week, hopefully, yep. if you enjoyed what you heard, we are now on iHeartRadio, so you can listen to us uh, on that as well, uh, as well as everything else that we're on, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Uh, the, we're uh, in partnership with ForumMedia.com, W2Net.com, everything else. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Give us a review if you can. Hit that subscribe button. And until next time, see you later, everybody. Later. <laughs>